0: We're not going back to 2019. We're past that. So I think one of the big things we can do as leaders and organizations is go through and challenge and destroy any of the old paradigms that exist in our culture that may or may have not worked even back then, but really, really address what's important now. The big thing is, is employee engagement. Employees aren't engaged, you're not gonna get good quality, you're gonna experience a great resignation pretty hard because they wanna make sure that they're part of something. Welcome to the CIO Exchange Podcast, where we talk about what's working,
1: what's not, what's next. I'm Edeen Porter This conversation is part of our three-part Lead Forward series, where we talk with technology leaders about the real stories behind three themes, innovation, talent, and experience. In this episode, we tackle the theme of talent, and how companies can best enable their workforces by looking at the whole person and not just the tools they use or what they're paid. Michael Loggins, Global Vice President of IT at SMC, joins the show along with Renu Upadye, Vice President, Product and Technical Marketing and User Computing at VMware. Michael and Renu talk about everything from the great resignation to the unique challenges of companies that can't have all their employees work remotely. During our chat, we cover why technology and culture must be viewed as equally important for companies to ensure they're creating rich digital and personal experiences. In today's competitive talent landscape, this is key to differentiating your organization and attracting and retaining the best people to do their best work. Michael renew. we're in the midst of what a lot of people are calling the great resignation. Talent, of course, is extremely important, extremely precious. And there's a lot of things we can do digitally, culturally, the way that we run our company, the way that we interact with our teams in order to sort of, in order to honor talent, in order to foster talent, to help the best people do their best work. I want to sort of bring you both into this sort of hallway style conversation between the two of you, really, about what your take is on sort of what that Next step is maybe a little bit looking backward, but a lot of looking forward into what companies are doing and thinking about doing as we start to wind down a lot of the restrictions that we have on people being in the same place at the same time. So Renew, Michael, would love to hear your thoughts on, on how, how companies are grappling with this, specifically you, Michael, at SMC, how we're looking at what the possibilities are and, and what companies might be doing to solve some of these problems moving forward to, to, to keep talent and to keep people you know, moving forward.
2: First of all, I just want to thank, uh, you know, Yadin, that you're bringing this topic up. It's very near and dear to my heart, especially because when you think about these times, finally, we are starting to focus on what I consider the most important asset that any organization has, and that's its people. It's the hardest to find, it's the hardest to train, and it's it's the, the one differentiator that uh, separates, you know, the good companies from the great companies. So So first of all, I think one of the things that the environment we're in has done for us is really is help us focus and has drawn focus to this very important part of, you know, of our companies, of our businesses. So I'm excited to, you know, to talk about that and also, you know, and share some of those thoughts together with you, Michael. Since we last met, it I was just looking at the calendar. It's almost exactly two months to the day since uh, we were both excited to finally leave our Remote offices and actually meet in person so great to be uh, on this conversation again with you and hear your thoughts as well. but before I get started, maybe I thought I'd just check in on how you've been doing since the last two months uh, since we met and I know when we exchange- we chatted you talked about your specialty being dad jokes so uh so how many dad jokes have you have you accumulated in the two months since met
0: according to my dad joke of the day calendar it's been about 60 dad jokes so about 60 opportunities for my kids to groan and and wish that i would stop having this uh, dad joke of the week calendar so there's only a you know about 30 more of these for the year so if they buy me another one next year then it's all on them so. <laughs> i guess the true test is if they really do buy you another absolutely. one. absolutely absolutely
2: <laughs> They'll, they'll definitely think about their gift in the second time around. That's that's great. So let's maybe hear your perspective um, as Yadin kicked us off uh, in terms of sort of the environment we're in. And we chatted earlier about SMC and and the transition, especially your business went through during the pandemic. You know, the fact that you as a manufacturing organization, a global manufacturing organization had to even pivot some of the things that you do. Maybe, you know, if you go back and reflect on that, you know, what did you pivot that manufacturing to and what was the role of your talent? How did your talent, your people, your greatest assets respond to that?
0: Yeah, absolutely. I and and I appreciate you you bringing that up and I think that's you know, that point can't be driven further in that all of this stuff that we are able to do regardless of what industry you're in is only because of the amazing people that we have working for us. And definitely the last 2 years has really brought that to the attention and we've been able to see it a lot at SMC. We were across the globe we're an essential business because of all the industries that we touch so we never closed. we had to do a lot of changes and we had to ask a lot of the people a lot of the people that work at SMC uh, we you know we asked them to leave their homes the safety of their homes and family and go into cities and into their into, into our factories and warehouses and what sometimes felt like we were putting our lives at the line for, for this. And at, at times that's very hard in general, just to do as a human, it's very hard as, a, as somebody who's a leader to ask your people to do that. But when we looked at what we were doing during that time period, I, you know, because of all the industries that we touch, our product lines, um, it's we didn't have to fully drop everything, retool everything and build. In some of the places, we were just building different products because products that we were building now were going directly to people making masks, going directly to groups that were manufacturing bulk hand sanitizer, going into, into ventilator systems. SMC works a lot in the with oxygen concentrators, at least in the North American market. So um, we have companies that from that medical industry just were ramping up knowing that there were all these problems. And... Once we really were able to understand where our products were being now leveraged in this, it really brought a sense of pride every day of coming in, knowing that we weren't just making stuff because somebody wants to buy a TV. We weren't making things because, you know, just help out normal industry. That's really cool. That's what we do every day. But it was, this was very different. It was knowing that. What we did at SMC across the globe had a direct impact taking care of our fellow people, you know, our fellow man across the entire globe, whether it was making sure they could stay alive in an ICU with, you know, with a ventilator, making sure that, you know, our, you know, we could sanitize and stay safe at home, wear our masks. Um, It just, it was, there was a a different level of what we were able to do. And uh, we started talking about that and making sure that our employees understood that. And that's across the globe. We we shared stories from India, from SMC India. We shared stories from the UK, from Japan, from China, from the US, of all of these people who were doing amazing things with our products to really help change what we were doing for the rest of the world and to really get through the pandemic. And I think to a certain degree, that really helped solidify and a lot of the people here who... Who were really nervous about being here? It, it, you know, like I said, it really brought a sense of pride to everything we were doing, and I think we've been able to capture and and really leverage that sense of pride and grow on that sense of pride as we've been coming out of this, out of all these lockdowns, out of the economic changes, out of you know quarantines, and as things are opening up, we're able to start talking more about all the other places where SMC is on a normal course of business that has huge impacts to the economies and communities all across the globe. So we're able to really understand how SMC is, you know, you know, everyone's looking for a way that they can impact the globe and their jobs. And, you know, you know, most, a lot of times you don't think about that in a manufacturing organization of what that is. And I think, you know, being, this has allowed us to to really dive into that as a company and find where we actually are doing good for the world.
2: Yeah. You know, it's sort of interesting because last year, despite, you know, everything that was going on, you know, a crisis sort of people say you look for opportunity. It also sort of unifies. Right. And what you're talking about is the situation that we were going through last year really unified. And and I have to say, you know, it create, it had a similar impact um, I saw in our teams as well, because we felt we were helping play a hand in someone like an SMC that was helping, you know, maybe you know, not directly impacting hand sanitizers or that that you know production, but we were able to help your teams with our technology, you know, uh, work successfully and essential workers and states and governments, sort of be able to work no matter, you know, where they were and despite those conditions. So I think that sense of purpose, what you talk about, was definitely a unifying factor last year. Now, having said that. It's interesting how we've moved into this year, right? Because this year is similar yet not in many ways. You know, I, I look at human beings very resilient. We also sometimes have long memories and then short memories, depending on on what it is we are talking about. So how do you, you know, in terms of sort of when you think about the culture of the company and last year being really about the sense of purpose and you think about from a sustaining point of view, because now at least your teams have been in the office, ours are still at home. How have you transitioned into this year? And of course we have the next variant waiting for us, but but it's still better this year. So how, you know, how have you thought about your culture in that respect?
0: I think overall, we've been able to really focus in back on, on the people piece of it. Um, through all this, we were able to decouple to a certain degree the people who were doing the work and the work outcome itself. And really, be. And I think now the idea is how do we nurture and make sure that the people are taken care of? SMC has always done a great job of being very people-focused, providing great benefits, being very compassionate, very family-driven, to make sure that you know people have the ability to do what they need to do and feel welcome now it's uh, it's taking that to the next level it's about removing other barriers that would potentially keep them from not feeling connected to the overall mission of SMC taking things out of the picture that may cause stress in their family life because of them being at work. And I think when you look at down that path, you're, you're, what you're really doing is you're trying to address and create compensation. You're creating benefits for the whole person, not just for their bank account, not just for, you're not just checking boxes of, of, to make sure you can match up, but it's, it's really what do our people need to feel good about being here every day and contributing. What do our teams need to make sure that the groups of people can contribute as teams and, and they, they feel a sense of purpose? So I think from, we've all been trying to do that for years, but I think what last year showed us is the importance of that and how much work and how much enjoyment people can have, even during the stressful and you know crappiest of times, how much pride and, and things you can get done if we take that, different slightly different approach and, and just more intent focused on the whole being and that whole being also includes their family uh, in a lot of ways i think uh so this year has really been trying to focus on what can we do what are the things that wh- and, and and how do we listen better to make sure that we can adapt and provide better for our employees so they are part of they, they are they feel like they're part of something and uh, they they don't necessarily feel that that Transactional nature between what they do and what what the company has and needs.
2: Yeah, and that's so critical, especially you know when when we started the conversation. Yadine mentioned Great Resignation, right? So in these times, when it's easy to feel disconnected and disengaged, you know what you're talking about. Thinking about the employee from a holistic fashion, including their families, is amazing in terms of how they connect to the organization and find purpose in what they do. So, you know, one of the things um, we observed, again, partially also because of the relationship we have at VMware with SMC, is the role of technology. And um, if anything, just like last year, you know, and continuing into this year has put a focus on people, like I keep referring to them as our greatest asset, it's also the reliance, the deep, deep reliance on technology that we observed, because there was a lot of Sort of interesting ways in which, and you run a global ID organization, right? You've had to adapt on the people side, but also on the technology side, to be able to, you know, keep this going, right? So maybe you could talk a little bit about your technology experience and, and also what what did you need to do differently in order to sustain this?
0: You know, the the when everyone around the globe went home. It definitely brought a completely different set of challenges that, that SMC just had not yet gotten to the point where we could address. I was honored to be able to, to take a, the position and, and be able to take on that global responsibility for IT a whopping one month before the, you know, really before the whole world started to shut down. So, but, you know, the the innovation that popped out of SMC's IT groups all around the globe on how they can better support and handle that was amazing. I mean, none of it was nice and pretty and clean, but it was the innovation of, and the want to drive so we could, you know, stay successful was huge. From we had people in some countries driving around the the city, drive, dropping off the computers that were on people's desks to their house, setting them up, getting VPN set up so they could go to work. We had, you know, some places we already had things like VDI technology or or much more robust web applications that we just needed to figure out how to stretch a little bit farther and scale. Um, I remember when when I started hearing about this in, in January, the first thing I did was call our server administrators and say, hey, if I send everyone home tomorrow, do we have the load? Do we have the capacity right now to hold everyone on our systems? And the answer was no. And I said, you have... What do you need in the next two weeks to figure that out? And because of what we had already done with VMware and what we had already been working on in North America, we had that that capability. With what we've been doing in some of our things in Europe, we had some of those capabilities. But the drive of of, of IT to be able to do that, it became very obvious that um, there are many places throughout SMC's organization that really needed to take a different approach to IT to allow IT to be a flexible utility when it comes to something like that. You know,
1: Michael, I like that you I like that you mentioned that it was messy because it's not solving those kind of problems, those crazy hairy problems, it's not clean. It's very messy. Yeah.
0: And anyone who comes uh, and, and talks about how seamless their move to home was either was not actually involved in the seamless move to home, or is trying to hide something because, like <laughs> I said, we we didn't go home. You know, our salespeople who are already remote around the the United States stayed home, and we still had problems. And so they're already at home. You know, so it's just it's a messy. It was messy everywhere, and IT saw the brunt of that as well. And and but you know, you hear all over the place all these amazing projects that happen around the globe with IT departments, figuring out how to you know, take school systems virtual in a brief period of time, getting municipalities to be completely virtualized in just a matter of weeks. It shows the power of what we're able to do with the technology that's available to us. And what that also allowed me to do is take that and say, hey, Look at what we were able to do in places where we've invested heavily in technology and where we've made technology an enabler to the business rather than just a, a simple utility to the business. And that's really been a driver for how we've been working in IT across the globe for the last you know, year and a half is how do we change from being just a, a business utility to being a business enabler? to make sure that we provide that flexibility and those capabilities to do business wherever, whenever, and however it needs to happen. So, you know, if two, if 2021 is only, uh, is if 2022 ends up only being marginally better than 2021 because of the next variant, we're mm-hmm. still in a much better place than we were. And, you know, and just keep building on that rather than just, trying to say, okay, that sucked, let's go try to do something else totally different. It's really one of those, okay, how do we just keep building on this to get us out of this and get us to a place where we never have to have this conversation again? Because now at the core of our DNA is building that difference in how IT functions.
2: It's sort of interesting, you mentioned, uh, you took on the role of whopping one month before the pandemic. I took on mine a whopping less than two months. So I totally, we have, there is another thing we have in uh, comment over there. Um, so I, you know, I'm curious. So the role of IT and you talk about um, how has the perception changed? Do you feel the conversations you're participating in now as this key enabler of business versus sort of a function on the side that's behind the scenes? How have the conversations changed and where you are participating in? And, and therefore, what shifts have you seen from you know technology enabling business
0: so like most it people we found ourselves finally at the table of every conversation and what we decided is we got there we may or may not have deserved to be there at the time we first got when we got there but we were determined to never get uninvited from that table again so we have changed how we talk What we talk about, what we're, you know, we do a lot more listening than we've ever done in the past. I think that's been a key thing. When we talk about what we're doing, we really have to have two different stories. You can have the technical story of all the things that we're putting in, all the systems we're doing, and that's great. And there's a certain audience that really appreciates that and can get behind it. But then we also are having the conversation of, here's what we're doing that. Directly benefits the business. Here's the value to the business of this, and here's why it's important to you. And it's not going to be, hey, we, you know, we deployed a data center in this location. Who cares? I mean, when you're talking about what the business needs to run, there's a lot of great reasons why you need, you know, compute and infrastructure and things like that. But when you're looking at somebody who just needs to be able to do their job the best way possible, what they want to know is hey, we've now created the ability for us to improve performance as we grow in a manner that doesn't require months and months for an additional capital investment and, and extra people just to be able to do this. So we're not adding cost as you grow. We're at, you know we're not going to add unnecessary time to and delays in the need for you to grow. We're protecting your environment now and we're able to address issues before you ever see them because of the things we're putting in place. You know, they don't care that we have all these, you know, network, you know, network security, endpoint security, you know, systems in place. What they want to know is, you know, and what the story is, hey, we are blocking 99% of bad stuff coming into the environment. And the other 1% we're able to handle with these other systems and controls. So you don't see it. And by the way, of the 99% of the stuff that we blocked, X number percent were, were company killers, You know, there are things that actually cause downtime and problems in the company. You're not going to see those. No one wants to make the headlines for being breached right now. And no one wants to be the company that is used as the example for all of their IT people about ransomware protection or malware. So being able to have a conversation of what, you know, but no one really cares about that until it happens to them. So having the conversation now about what we're doing and why it's important to them rather than just saying we can check the box that we have security, hey, we can check the box that we're in the cloud or we can check the box that we have data centers. It's drawing it directly to the biz, a business value, a business target, a business goal. So they can draw it and, and then it becomes more powerful to the business as well. And I imagine that change too, with you had that with so many people distributed with that attack surface morphing, just like you said, in those
1: two weeks or overnight, almost it felt like that. I imagine that, that conversation change when you have all these people that we want and you want to be productive, but at the same time it's secure, but at the same time you
0: want to talk about the business value of supporting that talent in a secure way. Absolutely. And, you know, and, and, and every, no one wants to also be the, the reason, you know, you know, we, we get really heavy into, you know, security awareness training for our employees and we don't pull any punches. We let them know that unfortunately you're probably the reason why we're going to get attacked. Not anything we have built at this point. <laughs> And, and no one wants to be that person, you know, who clicked the email, and because of it, we have we had a, a breach of some sort. So, yeah, it's definitely it changes those conversations. But like I said, we're we're bound and determined to never get uninvited from that table, and so we take a very different approach. We're really trying to shoot more for customer experience approach. So we see the business, whether it's. Our individual contributors, our factory line employees, engineers, salespeople, even at that point though, investors and executives in the in the global organization, those are our customers. And although as IT they have to use us because that's where the organization in the organ in the company, we want them to want to use us. We want them to need to use us to to meet the next goals of the business, not just we're the only ones they're allowed to call. So, you know, so it, it, it really changes the way we want to focus IT and, and as we've seen other IT departments, localized IT departments, as I've seen my colleagues in, in IT start getting marginalized off the away from that table, they're now sitting a row back on that table because they, they did great things, but now they're going back to being a utility. They're not finding ways to inject themselves into the actual strategy and direction of the company. They're getting removed from the table.
2: That's such an important point, being able to tie the value that the technology provides to the business outcome, you know, that is critical, not just for the employees and all of the all of you who are working for that business, but the customers. And you know, it's it's not often that people see that whole thing end-to-end. What what does my role in IT mean to how SMC is successful with the this customer in Japan, for example, right? Being able to tie every person's job and especially from the IT organization and how critical you were. So I, I really like how you're saying we don't want to get uninvited. And I think this is a conversation I have with many IT leaders, some more successful than others who've been able to, you know, kind of lean across the table, extend their hand and then continue to partner with their business leaders, right, it takes it takes two to tango and both have realized the codependency and continue to see that investment um, in each other. So I think, you know, I can almost see a whole other material for another conversation on how do you build that relevance with your business and continue to stay relevant. But speaking of customers, since you mentioned that, you know, when we spoke, you had also sort of talked about, you know, how you'd had to adjust and the impact to customers and the relationship you have with your customers and your sales team's relationship with their customers when they could no longer show and tell products. So how is that going? How has that gone since we last spoke? And, and what kind of innovation have you seen come out of that? You talk a little bit about your marketing teams as well.
0: Yeah. So when you look at how this industry that we're in sells and talks to their, their customers, it's still fairly old school. So you know, when we talked a couple months ago, you know, we can't, we couldn't for a year and a half, go out and sit in front of a bunch of engineers at one of our customers and physically display a product and talk about an application. All of a sudden they were gone. They were home. We couldn't leave and do anything. So our ability to really show the value in tangible form of our product got very complicated and and just couldn't happen in a lot of places. Um and, and once again, this is a great place where we saw a ton of innovation happen inside of our organization, whether it was we've had a 3D modeling system that's available on our website, but it's it's there. We talk about it, we push it, but it became a direct force of what we needed to be able to do. That was a great way for people for us to get in front of an engineer again is they could download and we could talk about the model while they're looking at it in their cad programs and, and and able to you know fit it into their applications so we can have those conversations we're seeing a lot more you know obviously right now we're able to get out and talk more and more but the conversation of how do we make this more virtual what technologies can we put in place to to allow this to happen i think we also spark something in a lot of the younger engineers at our customers of, you know, that once again, it's the, why do I need to have somebody come out and show me these things? Give me the ability to go find this stuff out and let me go do it myself, um, which is is a, is a big generational change for a lot of things in this industry. So we're not done talking about it just because now we can get out and talk to everyone again. So, you know, we're seeing in across North America, we're seeing it, you know, right now happening in Europe and Asia once again, more virtualized methods of of having a tangible conversation about a product, whether it's over 3D CAD, whether it's shipping product and having more show-and-tell but with the product on the other side of of sales rather than sales holding it, it's gotten a lot better. We're changing how we have to sell. We cannot sell at the engineering level only anymore because we can't get in front of that as well. So we're taking a holistic approach to sales and we're really addressing everything we can with sales remotely. And then showing, you know, we're showing value in a different way as SMC. is not just we've got these great products, We still have the world's best products, but now we're bringing the world's best people from different areas together to help sell sell it, because we have to be able to tell the story differently. So this is a
1: fascinating conversation, Michael Renew, because you're talking about, you know, you talked about Michael earlier, about taking it to the next level. And some of the innovation that you mentioned as well, Renew, about, about, Taking technology and increasing connection, increasing engagement, Michael, you just gave an example about what sales is doing differently and also some of the self-service models. But more importantly, what, how are you enabling some of your employees to do what they do better, to connect better? And I'd like to sort of get get your perspective, Michael and, and Renew, to close this out how are you or how are customers, how are you thinking about taking it to the next level to create benefits, to create engagement that, as you say, benefits the whole person, not just their bank account. Um, that includes their, you know, the whole person, their passions, that creates an environment, like you said, that doesn't just have the best products, but has the best people in order to create the best products, in order to sell the best products. How are you seeing that next step to take it to that next level? And maybe renew. you could sort of talk about First, maybe what you're seeing some customers, then Michael, maybe you can give your perspective.
2: Yeah, for sure. I think one of the things is recognizing that, you know, we are permanently in a new mode of operation, right? How much is a spectrum? And it does depend on sort of the appetite of the business. Clearly, SMC is a leader here in, in sort of pushing those boundaries, but every company has that their own sort of comfort level. But I think things have permanently changed. So I think being able to, one, acknowledge that, to identify the things that were done, um, you know, to help the talent, to recognize um, the innovation that, you know, the talent put in, to understand the environment we're going in. And then plan in a more sustainable fashion, sort of what happens going forward is very critical. So again, in, you know, from my point of view, it's it's really, you know, one, being very cognizant that this is a permanent shift, and two, you know, being also very, um, you know, critical thinking about what worked, what didn't work, and of the things that work, what can we continue to implement? Um, and then finally, the technology and business conversation that we you know, landed on, I think is so important, right? While there's a tendency to maybe leave the table, sit on the second row, however you want to call it, I think if anything, that's definitely one of those things that worked that should continue going forward. And that's sort of how I look at it. And from a people perspective, just to in terms of wrapping up to talk about employees, I think connecting to that sense of purpose stays important always. Especially you know for all the high performers, and continuing to keep all employees engaged is extremely critical as well. Michael?:
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I think we're not going back to, to 2019. I, I think that's important for everyone to understand is that we're past that. We're so far past that' it's not, it, it's not even in the in the rearview mirror anymore. So I think one of the big things we can do as as leaders and organizations is go through and challenge and destroy any of the old paradigms that exist in our culture may or may have not worked even back then, what is the, you know, really, really address, uh, you know, what's important now? And like you said, uh, the big thing is is employee engagement. Employees aren't engaged. You're not going to get good quality. You're going to have this great, you know, you're going to experience a great resignation pretty hard because that's what they're wanting. They want engagement. They want to make sure that they're part of something. And your cubicle farm and Hawaiian shirt Fridays are is a bunch of BS when it comes to culture. That's not feeling engaged. You know, it's really making sure that you as a person have a connection to the outcomes uh, that matter. I think also what we're seeing is a shift, a, a hard shift, especially in the manufacturing industry, from just looking at outputs of processes to really the outcomes of the entire against the goal of everything. So it's not just about how many lines of code am I writing? How many bills am I getting paid? How many, you know, how many calls am I making today? It's what happens because you're doing that that is really starting to get the, the attention of the, of the organization at this point. And that's where we need to start celebrating our employees as well as at the big level of really what the impact of, of their work does to everyone else, not just the attaboy. Thank you for doing the job that we've paid you for to do. That's, you know, I think we're past that as well. I, I you know, I, I, I see when I have conversations with people who, um, when we're having conversations about work from home, work from the office, we are still, at least in North America, we're in the office still. We're here to support our factory and, and our and, and our. We have a family bond about we all are here to support that factory operations. But I'm hearing from my friends who are at home is how much they miss being in the office, you know, and you know, or at least sometimes seeing it. And I think, and then I hear from other people that they're so glad they're not in the office. I think. Everyone is getting an opportunity to reevaluate what's important to them. And once again, if your value that you're delivering your employees is a, you know, as a cubicle farm, some plants, free beer at four o'clock, you know, that's, that's not. And donuts. Don't forget the donuts. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Donuts. That's, you know, that, that may shift it the other way, but, you know, that's, that's not culture. That's not what's going to keep somebody there that's not what's going to drive that community that makes people feel connected to each other it's it's the people you've got to figure out how to get the people to connect with each other how do you really draw that that through and there's ways there's absolutely ways to do that when they're in the office there's ways and there's ways to do it when they're remote and when when you find ways to do that in a manner that don't that become location agnostic then at that point, you're really starting to tap into something that allows that to grow. And, and once again, that really allows them to connect not only with their teammates, but with the company and then that, those outcomes. And those companies that do that are going to be the ones that are going to come out of this with happier employees, more employees, and better outcomes for their employees. Nice.
1: Now, I like that you say like location agnostic, I think, is that key piece. And then once you find something that, that connects... The culture together connects the people together, and it doesn't matter where you are. You can still have that connection. I think that's really powerful. Well, Renew, Michael, I think this has been a really good conversation. This has been a great sort of, you know, uh, sort of some story shared and also a good look forward at some of the powerful ways in the, that companies can really change their perspectives and turn that perspective change into actual change and actual shifts in the way that they do business. Uh, I really appreciate each of you, your thoughts, and I want to thank you both for joining this special Lead Forward episode of the CIO Exchange podcast. Thank you for listening to this latest episode. Please consider subscribing to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And for more insights from technology leaders, as well as global research on key topics, visit VMware.com slash CIO.